for another epi from Cushing Coffee Podcast. Today we got my man Lip Tech in the building. Lip Tech, say what's up, man. Say what's up to the world, bro. Yo, what's good? Where are y'all doing? He out here, uh, he rolling up a couple. We already poured up. We're going to get in this uh, interview with Cushing Coffee, man. Talk about this creative side of each of us. What's up with you, man? Tell a little story about yourself, man. How did it all begin for you in the beginning? First uh, of all, we go back how we met. Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, honestly, I met Banda... Just being a young punk through his family, uh, growing up, just kind of riding around, kind of being a roughneck. But uh, I always got into the music, honestly, because I was always into like show choir and acting. And uh, I used to travel and sing with the Woodmar Singers with Greg Easton, who's uh, pretty uh, known in Hammond. He was uh, a voice uh, director, and uh, he actually got me honor credits for uh, doing it. So it was pretty cool. For uh Going on tour with him and singing and shit? Yeah, like when people were in school, we would actually like leave and uh, go do shows for like the Ameristar or different casino venues or like different dinners where like it was like organizations and like crazy stuff. And people, <laughs> and so, like, I was supposed to be doing stuff at school and they would call us out of school to leave for hours. Like it was crazy. No shit. Yeah. So uh, is that what got you into singing and went into, into the music scene basically? That's where you, like, you yeah, first found the passion for it? Yeah, I uh, I grew up imitating like Michael Jackson actually early. It's kind of funny because I don't really like be showing that off or doing that anymore. But uh, I grew I grew up doing all that, so that was kind of cool. But then like it just seeing him being an entertainer that really always grew on me. Then like started seeing how the rap scene started changing like the mid '90s, and I started seeing artists like Big L and Eminem and certain artists that really grew on me. Even like Weird Al Yankovic with his little funny goofy songs, and I was always making parodies. And then it kind of just naturally happened. Like I went from singing just to rapping because it was easy. And from there, and it just trickled over. Like in uh, high school and shit, you were in a choir or anything like that. Did you sing yeah, anything yeah. like that? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, Wilmar Singers was like an honors choir. It was like the best in the school got chose to be this and we would do like all types of acapella music and show choir music and just different types of stuff. So it was kind of cool because we got to travel while we did it, while people were actually in school. So like that was always a plus, like we'd be in the middle of class and we got to leave school to go actually sing for Mr. Easton. And I don't know how that really even became, but it was just cool that I got chosen and we got to be guided down that path. So fucking uh, Michael Michael Jackson was like your first inspiration, you could say, or what? Uh, definitely, yeah. Honestly, like he's always just like my family. Uh, grew up like when we grew up, like I'd go to my aunt's a lot, and my uncle would play a lot of like disco music and Michael Jackson, and that always just stuck with me. Like I'd go places and I'd watch these videos on repeat because I had them on the VHS, and it was just like something that I'd be in the front room just doing all night and day instead of playing video games. I'd be in there trying to dance or do the thriller dance or do the beaded dance and just different stuff like that. Like I used to moonwalk everywhere when I was in high school and impress everybody and be showing off. And that's kind of how the entertainment just kind of grabbed me. I always just liked going out there and just rocking the crowd really. So uh, growing up through high school, when did you lay down your first track? Um, 
I actually laid a track down. I was like my freshman year, I think it was with Gabe Sanchez, and uh, it might even have been like eighth grade summer, honestly, because it was like my boy's birthday, and I was going into freshman year, and I was with Gabe Sanchez, and uh, we made a we made a song actually like. I was coming at my, I never even told no of this, honestly. I was uh, coming at my teacher, Mr. Easton, because I was like mad that he'd be always disciplining me and being real hard on me and different stuff. But then as I got older, I actually realized he was really mentoring me to be a better person. But as a youngin', I was just so pissed off at him. Uh, <laughs> saying all this different stuff and dissing other singers in the group, saying there's different little witty bars that were kind of real offensive. And it was just kind of funny, like how that kind of played out. But I never actually released it or anything like that because I had a lot of respect for this dude and I never would ever want to hurt his feelings or ever make make him feel that I didn't appreciate what he did for me in my life. Like there was times I was homeless, I'd come in there and sleep in the school or Mr. Stiglitz, uh, the drama teacher next door to him would let me in at 4 a.m. Oh, yeah, I would just walk the streets all night because I'd be fighting with my stepdad or something and I'd just go there and sleep, which is kind of wild. Oh, and then shit. I'd shower at the gym, start off. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like, oh shit, I didn't even know that, man. <laughs> yeah. So fucking me and Tack met fucking playing house poker games. I don't know if we can get in trouble for that, but fuck, we were like teenagers and shit. And fucking, I made him fold aces one time. You remember that, that shit? That <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time. In my pocket deuces. I had pocket deuces. But other than that, man, we've been doing, riding around together, fucking fucking with each other. We even uh, went out to Cali a couple times, man. Shout out to uh, Nick Brzezinski out there. He shot that, what was it, rounds? No. Uh, dream what well, Nick's pretty much did all my videos but one of the first ones which you did was lost in the fog where you and george kind of collabed yeah, on. Yeah, we just yeah. kind of all jumped on it and everybody helped at a different film we had we put a lot of just random stuff together but it worked out real well but uh pretty much every video i've done has been with nick so i think the the first time that we, we all went out there it might have been dreams yeah dreams and yeah i think we might have we, we might have shot two we might have just shot one but usually when I go out there, I try to knock out two of them so I don't waste his time, and I try to. I think that one we just shot dreams, but it was yeah. a good time though. It was fucking hiking through the fucking mountains and shit. It was like I want to say that yeah, because that was the one you were also shooting a video for Yosan too. Yeah, we shot. Uh, uh, I got the loud. I got the loud when we went over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On the beach. Other than that, man, we've been colliding collective. He been uh he been out for a while, man. Due to a little surgery injury, I, I had, I've been out too for a couple. I almost blew my fucking leg off in Fourth of July. I don't know if you know that, but almost. I actually did see that. I saw brief pictures of it. I was like, man, this dude plays around too much. Like, <laughs> the kids. Yeah, man, I had to save the kids and shit, man. But it was fucked up. But we've been both down doing injuries. Now we're back doing our thing. He got a little thing coming up. Why don't you tell him about that, Tack? What you got coming up? Yeah, I got uh, blessed to be a part of this. Uh, Summer Meltdown 21 through my boy Go Boys and No Cobs Entertainment, or No Cobs Restaurant and Go Boys Entertainment. Um, pretty much my boy Ren's been behind me from day one since we linked up. Like, he's always kind of be bumped in the same places. We, we kept getting put in the same place, and it was like eventually uh, it was just time to kind of link up. Like, he kept seeing I was serious about my music. I invest. I never really asked for handouts. If I did ask for something, I definitely would take care of my own weight. Like, I just wasn't. I was always trying to bring something to the table, and now it's like I'm really actually close friends with this man. And we talk about many business ideas besides music. Like, me and him conversations aren't about people, really. It's about money, and it's about things that people don't talk about that they should talk about and venturing out or making new ideas or what could we do here. And it's like I'm blessed to have something like that in my corner. And uh, 
just seeing that he don't even just, it's not even just about the music no more. Like I actually been in the hospital the last two years and uh, on and off just having all these issues. And it's just kind of been crazy. He's been there on my sides the whole time, like just checking on me, making sure I'm cool. Like right now, throwing me in this big event that we're talking about August 14th, this Saturday with two chains, Yo Gotti, uh, Jacquees and Plies. And uh, Beads is going to be there. Our boy Rizzo, Bo Deal, El Hitta, and of course myself. Like, and, uh, I think one lucky artist from Go Boys Entertainment, uh, they gave him a slot away, just trying to show love to the community. Like, yeah, yeah. So that was real cool because he wasn't even trying to, he wasn't trying to do what he normally do or how everybody normally goes at this. He was just really trying to put on a real show. Like, he's sick of the everybody just thinking they know how to throw shows. This dude knows how to throw shows. And he's trying to bring a lot to Hammond and other local cities around us. So just kind of be on the watch for him. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope to have 2 chains back out here again. He ain't been out here, I don't think, since the last time he brought him out here, right? Yeah, and I was actually blessed to perform at that, too. But uh, that was pretty cool. I got a, a picture on my Facebook from the last time we did perform together right now. So with the culture, man, with everything, the way it's going and shit and everything, plus fucking COVID-19, has that shit really, like, the culture-wise, hasn't really stopped at all. I don't know. if I, I traveled to Atlanta and Miami, man, down, and it seemed like it didn't even stop at all. And plus the way hip-hop is going, man, like, you feel like, like hip-hop in general has a big influence on the way, like, the world is uh, turning out, kind of, should I say? Like, kids getting shot, more motherfucking people getting shot, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think they have a big influence on the youth? Uh, Yeah, uh, the hip-hop game definitely has a big influence on the youth. And just the media right now in general uh, just really plays a factor in everyone's mind. Like, you know, social media has really been shaping a lot of us and dividing us and just kind of been crazy and now from my perspective of it you know just like it just seems like uh, hip-hop has its own agenda as well sometimes and goes to push things on kids and people's minds and it just everybody has their own rights to do what they do but it seems like they're nitpicking at what you can say is right or wrong now and it's just kind of crazy uh the world we're growing up how it just completely flipped which uh it definitely needed a lot of change and there's still a lot of change it does need but it's just definitely a different world we live in completely from 20 years ago. Yeah, especially, like, growing up from where we grew up, like, when I was 15, it's different, like... Yeah, like, I feel like people like us grew up in two different generations. Like, we were stuck right in the middle. Like, we didn't really get into computers till probably, like, high school. And these kids were already getting into computers younger than us. So we got stuck in between two generations where you work hard and go get your money or you... Fucking build an app. Yeah, fucking like, be rich. So it's like we got stuck right there in the middle where, like, we were raised both ways. So it's like... We kind of got almost lost or left behind. Nothing was made for us. It was like it just went right to the next generation. So it's pretty hard for people around our age. That's what I really feel like in my heart. And I tell people that a lot. Like, you were raised to go work hard at a mill or go do this or go do that. And now it's like it's not really about that always. Yeah, that's like me, bro. That's like uh, I got a 9 to 5 and I see my dad worked all all his life. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I felt like I picked up that work ethic from him. And then everything I did prior to learning his work ethic, you know what I'm saying? And everything that moved forward to where I'm at today, it like paid off in a way. Well, I don't want to work ne next year. 38, my, I want to retire, bro. I want to retire from working and just do this and do what I love. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, all this shit here has been in the making for about nine, 10 years now. And I'm where I'm at today because I didn't quit. It's just like the toughest. Like, uh, I use this shit all the time. Nipsey always says in the song, uh, 
It's like you go through every emotion trying to fight for your dream. And I'm pretty sure you could probably tell the people some things that you probably fought through emotionally trying to chase this dream. And then uh, probably having a child to change your whole direction on everything. What would you what would you input on that about the challenges that you went through as being an artist? Um, just honestly, there's been so much ups and downs and it's just like, it's just like, a, honestly, it's a crazy ride and you got to really be tough to get along and get in this game. It's not something that just happens overnight. And even when it happens overnight, there's still a long road ahead of you. So it's like, and then so much, like you said, direction will change. Like I had a kid and now I don't really like talking about certain things or I don't want to, in my heart, honestly, I've been having an issue recording certain verses I even have that are dope. I have verses, I have shit. I'm not even just like a done, but it's just like, in my heart, it's hard for me to put that on paper sometimes because I don't want to teach my son that. And it's like, even though I was raised and I was supposed to be raised a certain way and I turned out a certain way, I don't want to push that kind of image on him. So I've been trying to come at the music a different direction lately, but uh, I'm still, I still got some hard songs I'm going to drop. I actually just, I can't hold on to those. So it's going to be, they're going to get released. But um, I just got a couple songs in different direction that I'm going now. And this, this new music I'm going to put out definitely has a different sound. So I hope the fans actually enjoy it, you know, because they've always rolled with me through everything I put out and everything has always been a little different or twisted or shaped a different way. So these new singles, I hope you guys actually enjoy And I'm sorry they've been so del like delayed, but I've definitely been through a lot of health issues these last two years, even from my breathing and even my voice has been affected from it. So I'm just trying to get back on track really. And I was blessed to be back on this show and it gave me a lot of motivation to get right. I've been dieting, I've been doing everything I can to actually just uh, accomplish a lot of this stuff I want to get done for you guys. So being the challenges that you have, uh, that going through these challenges inspire some of these new songs you got coming out? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I had two pulmonary embolisms and then uh, I had one hemorrhage in my left lung. And so I was kind of like seriously on my deathbed because I was at home for days just spitting up blood, not knowing why, and I wouldn't go to the hospital. And finally, my lungs swelled up so bad that I felt the bubble in my back, so I had to go. And uh, I kind of made a few choruses up when I was like in there on oxygen, I by myself and lonely. And uh, then uh, I got a couple actually, because my boy uh, Dave Lepucky passed after my last big show, which was uh, 50 Cent and Bone Thugs, I believe, in Hammond. My friend Dave Lepucky, uh, he passed about a week or so later. And it was like the only show he ever got to see me in my shine which was amazing that he actually got to be there and a part of it and it just sucks that he was gone so i got a few things that are inspired that direction too and um uh, i think actually you were shooting that show and uh bravo was there and a few other different people showed me a lot of love that night so i appreciate but he's always been on the road with me but it's just kind of been a rough two years so now i'm finally bouncing back from that situation so that's definitely uh a lot of inspiration and why my music's gonna take a turn a little bit because I have a lot of different side of me to express, really. So uh, when you first got out of high school and you started laying down tracks, right? Yeah. Like, who, who was with you in the beginning? Like, like it was like, man, that shit's dope. Like, nigga. <sighs> when I first started spitting, spitting, I was with Melvin Riley. Uh, we used to drive around in a station wagon Saturn. And even like, it was like an old, even after <laughs> that, it was like an old box, like 88 or something. And uh, we'd drive around listening to, he'd have James Brown on a lot, 3-6 Mafia, just like a lot of like old school different shit that uh, 
people really weren't listening to. He'd have random stuff that no one listened to. And then I started uh, noticing he had notebooks. He would write down these notebooks. And uh, he'd have the coldest raps, but he really wouldn't rap them. So I started picking them up and reading them. And when I read them, I was reading them a different way than he wrote them. So he was like, what the? He didn't understand that. Yeah, like, yeah. I was able to deliver it totally different than he wrote it. So then, like, for a while, like, I started, like, really getting into it. So I started showing up to him and just, like, we drink 30 cases right around or sit in his driveway and get smashed. And uh, I would make a whole bunch of different songs with him or freestyle stuff. But the, my problem was I couldn't write. My mind was going too quick. I had to freestyle everything and put it together and kind of just memorize it. He was able to write everything down, but he could never say it. So it was like I just started spitting some of my raps, and he started showing me different things he wanted me to like twist or say it or deliver it a different way. So I didn't sound like Eminem as much because I, I used to sound a lot like Eminem when I first rapped. So he was like, "We just try to get you to sound a different way," and I took a lot of things he said to me where he like, "Hey, I need to have my own lane. I need to do this. That dude's great, but there's gonna be a thousand people trying to be like that dude. So you can do that, but have your own twist or flavor to it." And I started just using my singing and stuff like that. And what's crazy is he was a Woodmar singer before I was a Woodmar singer. And like, he was like one of the coolest dudes ever. And I was <laughs> like, man, this dude's cool as hell. Like he was just real cool. So I just, I've actually followed in his footsteps a lot. So he was a really big part of why I started spitting. And I started getting into the first place. The first person I recorded with and got really into it was Gabe Sanchez. And he actually made Can't Get Back to You, which is one of my greatest timeless hits. Like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. So it's like, you know, no matter how old that song's got, it's like you can turn on at any time and it just still, and it's still like up to date. It's weird. It's like just timeless. It's awesome. And I never thought I'd create something like that. So I was always proud that that was actually one of my first singles and it was one of the best ones. Yeah, I can't get back to you on iTunes streaming now. You go check it out now. Fucking, um, growing up, man, when was the first time you ever got fucking stoned? You remember that? Or who got you stoned? <laughs> um... I was um, probably with Dave LaPucky and his older sister, Aubrey, and uh, Tom Stevens. So I just put a bunch of names out there. That's pretty funny. But uh, they're all cool. And, they, you know what I'm saying? They're all fellow stoners. But not no more. I, I don't think um, I don't think Tom smokes or nothing like that no more. He's actually been doing real good. He's been on a good path for himself. But it's crazy because they were all, like, way older than me. And I was probably fifth or sixth grade. No in the shit. wrong party. They're, they're like junior high. I remember I woke it. up and they were all lying to me like, you did all this crazy stuff. And I was like, no, no, I didn't want to do none of that. Like, I just wanted to, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> wow, you're so fucked up that yeah, you, like, you just I, like, fell passed, asleep. I like passed out and then I woke up and they were like, you did all this other crazy stuff. And I was just like, what <laughs> stuff? And they were like, you were doing all these drugs and all this different. And I was like getting all depressed about it. Like, oh, I didn't want to do none of that. I was like, I just wanted to try this. It was funny. That's fucking hilarious. All right, my second time was like on the riverbank with uh, rest in peace, Josh Bunch, who's also gone with David. Uh, was with both of them on the riverbank, and then after that, it was over. Like I was always just randomly sneaking off of different crowds, and there was like a time where I was real bad, and then I quit for like all seventh grade. I was against it, and then it was like eighth grade. I was secretly smoking, and then it just finally was like I probably been smoking since eighth grade, never nonstop. My first time, bro, was with my fucking uncle Jesse. You know, uncle Jesse. Uh, when I was probably like 11 years old, fucking 11 years old, and I was fucking sitting there. It was me, my cousin Elizabeth, my Thea Cookie, and we, me and my uncle Justice, like, you want to get high? I said, yeah, fuck it, let's go get high. So I, we go downstairs to this, uh, we go downstairs to the basement, this fucking, where his apartment was, and we fucking sat next to the washer and dryer and smoked like three and a half blunts, my first time getting fucking stoned. 
Then I go upstairs try to play Monopoly, and that's all I remember is trying to play Monopoly and pass the fuck out. Yeah, it was funny when you were young because you're always trying to pretend you aren't stoned when you're stoned, trying to come back in the house because back then it was a different day. Like, it wasn't accepted. It was, like, highly disapproved. And even after I got, like, older and people were wilding out doing blow and everything else, like, I was the one that was still looked down on because mine actually stunk and shit. Like, yeah, like, like, you fucking get like frowned upon. Like, like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not judging you. Why are you judging me? Like, what's going All on? The difference here? is you forgot to wipe your nose and I smell. Like, I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you letting me get a little snippet for the fans out here. So I just went live for a little snippet right here. Get a couple minutes for him. We're here live. Gushy Coffee Show with my man Lip Chat. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Coffee. Back to the back to the music side. So, like, did you produce your own music or you had other people produce it to you? Did you uh, I've had tracks? people produce for me mostly, but uh, a lot of stuff has been like originated through my, my ideas. I hear in my head. So some people have a hard time dealing with me because I'd be like, I hear it like this. And they wanted to force an idea on me sometimes or put a beat on me instead of trying to actually take what's in my head and yeah, yeah. try to use that little snippet or whatever and then build around it. They try to build something totally completely different. So a lot of people do have a hard time working with me because I'm really anal. Like if I don't hear it like that, I'm just not happy with it. Like I got songs right now that still ain't released because I'm just not happy with it. Like I um, had three hard drives um, deleted on accident. It's like it just seemed kind of crazy how it all happened at once though. And uh, it's like my backups, even my backup backup got deleted. So it was just like weird how everything just played out. But uh, I think whatever don't kill you make you stronger type shit. Like, Cause I was really ready to give up. I was just, it was right after I released rounds. Like all my music got deleted so that was kind of a big reason for my delay before the health issues but then it was like i'm gonna bounce back that's all that built me that's not what's gonna make me so it's like yeah that stuff's timeless it sucks i don't have the files for certain things i do have like like the paperwork and everything right fine but just i don't have the actual files where i can make show mixes take things apart so that i was a kind of a big factor too so like what i said like whatever don't kill you make you stronger it's really what it is so it's like the models ride or die, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after having a kid, man, so uh, how is that, like, how is your timing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you probably have a different time going on now, but for me, it's, like, tough because I work full-time, too, you know what I'm saying? And I I, uh, I, I do this. Timing is a little off now, but it's, like, that's because my first priority is always him, like, no matter what, and especially right now because I ain't been working. I haven't having health issues. It's, like, almost a blessing in disguise because, like, you get the view. That's kind of how I took Corona. Like everybody's like, "Oh, Corona is." I'm like, man, I'm getting time to raise my boy. I'm not being forced to go do all this, this, and that, and run around and have to come back and make sure we have money for this. It's like everything's been kind of just a blessing. I've been able to actually sit at home with my family, which a lot of families I felt like needed that, and it drove everybody crazy because they're not used to it. But that's how everybody used to be. They used to be a family and interact with each other and stuck in one place, like not just. Yeah, not yeah. paying attention to each other all day so it's like it was kind of cool i feel like at the same time it was a big threat to the world it was a big problem whatever everybody wants to say or their any beliefs are because like my side of it is always not going to be the same side as anyone else is and i'm going to sound like a nutbag but at the same time i believe what i believe and i let them believe what them believe and that's why i say to each sale you think that's like the biggest problem with the fucking world everybody getting fucking offended all the time like you can't even have a conversation like you super just super sensitive said. i just told a football <laughs> coach this the other day and that's why i answer questions the way i answer them now i'm starting to learn like i can't be who i used to be just being real and saying what i want to say because that's at my mouth no, don't so, change that though don't change it you should stay that way i say it but i say it in a different way now because if you say things a certain way some people get so offended 
people are canceling people. So it's like, you don't want to get canceled either. So you have to kind of protect your back and say what you want to say, be honest, admit your side, whatever you want to do. You don't have to hide that, but watch how you say it with respect at least, because you would want them to respect you. Well, so even if it well, isn't vice versa, because people take it sensitive and cancel us or whatever, if you said something like a hate slur or whatever you want to call it, like, it's just like, it could go the other way, but for some reason they don't allow it to go the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, and if it, and since we were, and so, so I just put it like this, like back in the day, people would say the hate slur and they used to get offended and no one would say nothing about it. But now that no one does that, it's like, you shouldn't be able to go vice versa and do exactly what you were just mad about. Exactly. Like people get so fucking offended. It's about, crazy. Uh, I, like, I don't know. Even I, just like kids getting raised in football, you watch how the coaches have to be careful now. Like I was just talking to a, a coach, I won't, I will keep unnamed, but I was just talking to a coach about this. Like he actually coached me and now he's coaching kids I know. And it's like, I'm telling them, you know, just be you, you raised us really good, but it's a different era. And like, if you actually go tell a kid like you're in trouble and you don't explain like in, in a positive way, instead of saying, hey, you're in trouble, you're late for practice, no matter if your mom got you later here or not, when we were kids, you'd run the mile, you'd do all this extra cardio. Now he has to describe it as, hey, no, your kid's not being punished. He's actually has to do cardio so we can get his heart up so he can condition at the full level of practice that these kids are already ready for. Even if he's one minute late, <laughs> but he has to say it that way, just to be like, he's gonna get punished. Instead of chewing his ass out like we yeah, used to Yeah, so get. instead of breaking them down and building them up, they're all about building them up, which is great, that's cool. But sometimes it's cool to break someone down so they know what that low feels like. Yeah, because you always can't ride them high, because eventually when they, when they reach that peak where they fall. They're gonna they're, be lost. Yeah, because they never felt that before. That's why I'm like, dude, I tried explaining that, and I said, stay your same, but he told me how I just told you. You do gotta watch how you say things now. And that example right there is crazy. I just heard this three days ago and now it's like i just explained that same example on your podcast it's kind of crazy yeah because man but in parenting too it comes the same way though as far as like uh my dad told me too this story about him raising us like you know he used to fucking sit there me and my sister used to sit there on the table and he used to sit there and be like if you don't eat all that food i'll scarf it down your throat you know i'm like god damn like so we used to throw our peas away and one day <laughs> Me and my sister, I threw our food away, right? And fucking, oh, yeah. we're like, hey, we're done. And my dad checked the fucking the garbage. garbage can. I do that and not on my kids. I do that <laughs> not on my kids. I and he fucking whooped our ass, time. though. But shout out to my dad, though, because we needed that discipline. But yeah. now I love fucking peas, though. Yeah. At the time, I didn't love them, but now I appreciate and love That's them. That's so funny. <laughs> we all got a story like that, trust me. And then my my, my dad had opportunities to raid another uh, stepson that he, uh, my, my stepbrother, Joaquin, and he took a different approach in, in talking about talking, you know what I'm saying? Because he felt like talking, you know, yelling, kid, yelling at your kid, bro. They're kids, so technically they don't really know from good from bad because this is the first time you already experienced that. So yeah. you can tell them, you can guide them as a parent. Yeah, I was lucky to have a stepdad because it raised me to be a good stepdad. And even though it's still hard and challenging, I'm getting my karma all back from that because I was crazy to him. And now I got four that I took in that aren't mine, but they're mine now, so it's like, I'm teaching them how the things I was missing from me and my dad's relationship, but I'm trying to also incorporate what he did with me because it made me a great person of the things he instilled in me. Yeah, yeah likewise. Yeah. For so. my dad. Because I, I grew up without no dad for a while, and I went to go live with him when I was like 13 in Toledo, Ohio. That's when I took off. And I was there ever since, all the way to high school. And I came back. And that's when we start. and that's when we met when I came back. We're fucking playing cards in the basement. But yeah, man, fucking, it, it goes a long way with being parents and going from talking to discussing. And plus the way you talk to these kids now, because 
you're fucking you'll fuck them up man with a simple hey you can change a kid's life with a simple t- sentence though a whole kid's perspective man because yeah. they're sponges and they're just like yeah fucking like you know it, my uh my building with my kids was kind of like difficult at first i felt like because they were in their own zone and i had to start realizing they're going through their own things before i took it so personal like they just don't like me and this this and that because i used to feel like that at first but it was like they're trying to get comfortable too like this is something new for them yeah and it's like you know now that i have a kid uh, with their mother and they're all brothers and sisters i feel like they all love me now and they all try to respect me more and they're all trying and it just seems like we're all getting along better and everything seems to be more like a, everything's a family finally so it's cool we built to that point but it's not it definitely was a process and it wasn't just overnight it was like ups and downs and you know they'd want to throw jabs at me and i'd have to just take it because it's the truth but it's like you know sometimes kids are just mad and i remember i was that kid once i was that rebel once so i started learning just taking a retrospect of that and that, that's what helped me a lot more like you know you weren't the best fucking kid step kid either eh? no so it's like that's why i realized i'm like well at least i don't gotta deal with this like you know yeah i'm that's like kind of one of the things i'm grateful for for my kids man because they ain't they, they don't give my wife no disrespect for at all they're, they're like actually yeah. real, they're very respectful to my wife that's pretty cool to see because they said they, that if you want to see how you are as a parent you got to see how your grandkids come out yeah not your kids because your kids are going to show how they, you, 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 they were raised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. So that's cool. I didn't even think of it like that, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, especially like all this health stuff I've been going through too. I think I built our relationship a lot. Like, you know, the pulmonary embolisms and then the heart attack. Like on my birthday, it was like back to back to back, thing after thing. And it's like crazy because my heart's actually pristine, but just blood clots got in the way. And I'm walking around thinking it's heartburn for 12, 13 hours. Fucking having my heart attack and shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, that's like when this shit happened to my side of my leg too, man. Like when I fucking almost blew my fucking fingers off in my my hip. Like, I, man, I fucked myself up really good, and I felt like it yeah, was just I like seen a, that. It was pretty uh, vicious. Like it was just a message, like, hey, slow down, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Spend some time with the family. Like, cause I was home for like two weeks. I took a week off, two two weeks off of work. Thank God my bosses are understanding and they see what the fuck. But shout out to the union brothers. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited though for August 14th. That's coming up, so. Um, I'm going to definitely have you in the building, so I'm glad you're coming out. Um, we're going to be there at 4 p.m. I think the show starts actually at 5 p.m. promptly. So anybody trying to come out to the uh, Summer Meltdown, that'd be really cool. You know, 2 Chains, Yo Gotti, Jacquees, uh, Plies. Many other artists will also be on the stage, such as like Beats, Bodil, El Hitta, Rizzle, myself. Uh, Go Boys Entertainment artist is all going to be there, a lucky winner. I think it was Pretty Motherfucker, if I'm not mistaken. I went out to the competition to support the artist and see who was actually talented and who was turned up. It was kind of cool. Everybody showed respect and love in there. August August 14th, man. Come out and fuck with them. Yeah, August 14th. Definitely going to be a fun show. It's going to be at Cross Point Park in Hazelcrest. Um... Ren's really just trying to bring a lot of entertainment to the Midwest and throughout the Midwest. Like, we always go down to spring break a few different places and trying to make other marks our place, other stuff besides here. But we want to bring a lot of that back home. So I'm just watching Ren make these moves, and I'm just glad to be a part of it, man. Like, he always shows me love, and I always just try to support everything he does. And just happy that I have a partner, even it's like a manager-type aspect where he can always be like, yo, cut that, don't say this, don't do this. Like, he looks out for me a lot of other ways that people don't realize when... I be slipping and I don't realize it. So 
And, bro, that's, like, sometimes we all need, like, people like that around us, bro. Because, like, at the end of the day, that's what, like, we were just talking about this shit the other day. And that's what we need, like, people to uplift us and yeah. you know, fix us. People to really man. not want to say, make a fool out of yourself. So they yeah. stop you from sometimes speaking out of emotion instead of speaking out of. And give them direction yeah. and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? That's 100%. all, motherfucking. That's all that we should be doing to each other. Like, especially our brothers and people that we need, like, growing up. Man, that's what I, I need sometimes. And sometimes I don't have a lot of that around me. So sometimes I be getting on focus and off tune you know what i'm saying and then sometimes i just gotta go recalibrate myself because sometimes i'll be needing a team and people don't understand about the meaning of a team like yeah team you've always been a team player bro you've came out with me every time i can just afford a ticket get you to come with whatever you always show me the most up love and sacrifice time and effort and everything uh i do want to tell facebook that i had to cut them off because i was only supposed to give y'all a snippet y'all got a good 12 minutes or so but the rest of the podcast will be released tomorrow so i appreciate y'all for tuning in and um yeah so i just wanted to uh make sure we cut that off because i want everybody to tune in and show my man love and jump on this podcast so yeah but i appreciate you coming on man i know it's been a struggle for you we've been talking on and off i can't see you in the hospital you told me what it was i fucked up some video from my man's he flew me out and shit i'm gonna come on the show and say that it was accidental i should have been more professional with the fucking lenses and cleaned them all before i came but it was just such a rush i got off the airplane picked up equipment and no i literally it's all, understand it's all the good. situation <laughs> and uh that's why i mess with you so much like i was able to tell you without being upset and you weren't mad at me for saying that to you but honestly you've done so much work and put so much free work in and extra work in is trying to make me look good always and sending this from photo covers from cooling hey my man was on the hospital yeah. bed and he was just like bender look man i gotta tell you something like <laughs> in case i die i want to be real with you you know what i'm saying i was like this is real and i'm like nigga, oxygen host. i'm like nigga, it's cool tack i understand bro no worries bro i understand i kind of figured that like i figured that because you fucking left the room and i invited you to the you wanted you wanted to tell me something and you just left because there's too many people there or something i don't know what happened yeah it's but, all good i just like I, I you always support me dude and you've done so much great everything for me i got so many pictures and photo covers and album covers and single covers and just tweaks on different things i'll call you last minute like edit this man i need this fix real quick please you're always just you've been team me since day one and uh i'm just happy i can be here and be team you man and support your podcast this podcast and if you ever need anything else to come out or anything else to uplift this place i just want to make sure i can help you like you helped my career oh whatever bro it's all love you know that man yeah. all the time smoke that kush drink this coffee yeah definitely man i'm just blessed to be on it like and it's funny because the first interview i actually came back to do and i cut off a lot of different promoters and a lot of different uh media people i'd mess with just because i feel like they weren't really trying to, sh to show what i don't care if you're team me really but business is business when you say something you mean something so if you do something and we say this is what's going to happen this is how it's going to play out and it plays out different every single time you just start seeing people's true colors it's like look dude like one time it happens shit does happen sometimes things don't go according to plan but if we agree on this and this is supposed to happen this way that's supposed to happen this way that's just what yeah, it is yeah. and if it doesn't happen that way that's an issue like we agree on something like if I say I'm gonna do this for you and you say you're gonna do that for me, then that's what it's supposed to be. It's not I just keep doing for you. You start seeing that balance and it starts becoming a, like a negative balance and you're like, look, I just gotta cut off this dead weight. I got so much going on with my life right now that I just, re like being in that hospital bed woke me up in so many ways. And I'm like, I don't want certain people around me no more. Like I love these people, but they don't love themselves and they're not real with themselves. They live so many fake lives that it's hard for them to be real with themselves. So now they're mad at me 
or they don't want to talk to me because they don't want to expose their hand. And that's just not my problem, dude. And I got to surround myself around people who want to just be themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's all it's about, man. Being your fucking self. Why switch up to be anybody else? You know what I'm saying? It's just like this podcast. That's why I created it to bring other people here, like creators like yourself, other creative minds, to, you know, network and use this platform for their advantage. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, man, we're listening to in six countries, so it's like pretty fucking cool. And we yeah, started, this is really cool. I'm just we, happy to be a part of it, and I'm I'm glad to be a part from the build, like. Cause I know it's gonna go far places and it's gonna be dope. Dude. Yeah, I fucking and uh, original man, Corey. You know, some shells up there, and you see how there's two up and two down, right? Yeah, that means balance in life. Everything needs balance, no matter what, man. So always find the positive and the bad. Yeah, everything like you just go got through. amazing artwork in here. It's just, it's just a part. Just to be a, like a, like honest and started from the top, and like we're gonna start building even more. And it just it's like looking around, like you already got it set up great, dude. Like. You got multiple aspects to do multiple things in here. It's not just a one setup studio. It's like I see where you're at. You're just being creative and the way you utilize and make it feel like that vibe. You get in here and you just Bro, you're ready. I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like this is all I want to do. Like everything that I mean, don't get me wrong, my job got me to this point, got me all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful. And then like my kids, this is something that I can give to my kids and give them a creative aspect or an outlet to come here to do Make music, be a DJ, uh, do a podcast, take pictures, make videos. You know what I'm saying? It's like fucking dope as shit. So I'm just trying to give them something better than I have. Even your your kids or whoever want to use this shit, you know what I'm saying, to get their message out or create a podcast or come here and do a photo shoot. Because everything's in here to make everything happen. It's pretty fucking dope. I'm just grateful to be here and fucking. Yeah, I'm just grateful to be a part of it as well, man. Do this just, podcast with you today. I've watched you, I've watched you build just from just shooting photos to want to do videos to start doing a whole bunch of other entrepreneur stuff and just being a businessman in general it's like and now you're doing this in itself you got your own lab and you come here and you got it set up all nice and you get to get out your space and get in your own zone here it's like that's amazing dude it's like i've watched the build and it's just like it's dope to be a part of it dude and like, i know where we came from i know what we had so now it's like i just got to keep moving forward even when we're down even when you think things aren't going the way you want it's like you really got to sit back and humble yourself. Like, look, dude, look at all this we got going. Yeah. Like, chill out. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I forget because I work so damn much that I have yeah. this over here. Like, sometimes I forget, bro, because I be working. Like, I just got off overtime, and I was working like six tens for a while. And fucking, and I just couldn't come out here. You know what I'm saying? It was just like fucking six tens, and then I, it was like really 12 hours a day gone when I wake up from like five in the morning to five in the fucking afternoon or six in the afternoon, evening. And by the time I take a shower, go home or go to the studio for like two, three hours to do something and come back home and get like two or three hours of sleep. Like we built this motherfucker on no sleep. Like when I bought it back in December of uh, 2020, yeah, 2020, uh, fucking we built this thing up in a month and no sleep. I, mean, I come here every day when me and my son first came in here and got it. We went straight to Home Depot and laid these floors that night. That's crazy. No fuck around. Build these shelves by hand. Yeah, I see it. I see they got the custom burned edges and stuff. That's nice. It's yeah. Like At first, my fucking uh, the top of the top of my shit was too high, so I just built this one just to even it out. Yeah. But it turned out it worked out good, man. So yeah, it worked out perfect. Back to this, man. Uh, what's what's the next move after this, man? For you? Um, I'm just trying to get a few things lined up. I'm trying to get. 
I'm trying to get a next year's schedule pretty much planned out, get some new music released. The guy got a couple of videos lined up with Nick. I'm trying to get some of that stuff released. Uh, you know, Nick's busy, so I'm just happy that he even still even has time to work with me. Uh, I know I took a couple of years off, but uh, it's just good to have people behind me. So hopefully I'll have some new music for you guys soon. Definitely with a little bit different flavor. Um, still got some, a little bit of bop and stuff. I got, I'm going to have some stuff with a little bit more heart in it. So you're going to see a, uh, we're gonna see what this new flavor is about, and I hope you guys like it. Hey man, uh, before we get out of here, go ahead and give them uh, your info and everything where they can follow you at and everything, bro. Yeah, most of my stuff's all Lip Tech Music, like Lip Tech Music at Gmail, Lip Tech Music and Instagram, uh, Facebook, even uh, Facebook.com at Addictive Entertainment Records. That's my official music page, so that'd be Facebook.com at Addictive Entertainment Records. Uh, go ahead and tune in some of the videos there. You'll see us live in concert videos um like a1 just dope videos all around and different entertainment and honestly it's multiple styles just from singing to rap to anything you can really imagine so go check it out you'll probably find a song you like for sure man i appreciate you coming through bro love coming through smoking some fucking weed with your boy yeah definitely drinking some coffee with your boy i appreciate y'all having I me in the building and uh yeah i'm your boy lip tech and just check me out l-i-p-t-a-k and uh I appreciate Cushion Coffee for this platform. Love, bro. Appreciate you, too. Hey, this is my man, Lip Tech, man. Can't get back to you. Check him out, man, before we roll out. Rolling on all platforms, music, iTunes, everything, Spotify. Check him out, man. The whole time you were living a lie. Now tell me why you hurt me. You let me blind and so confused. For no reason I'm bleeding Even though I can't get back to you I'm sitting here trying to figure out Why you do the things you do I catch myself talking out loud Like you're in the other room You still try to hide the truth Even though I had the proof Even though we're now better The worst thing I ever did was change for you let me cold out in the streets I'm still warm when I think about you Even though you broke a promise Why is it so hard to look through? Now you said that you love me But I was too blind to see the truth Still for no reason I'm pleading Even though I can't get back to you Let me call, let me call, let me I was just something that you couldn't have had When you finally left, that it really hurt me bad, bad You were the star to the dark in my heart Actually, felt more like you put an axe in me When you left, you took half of me The agony, I used to act silly Now it's like all you do is just a dream Took me for some ride and let me like some stupid crash to me How could you build a relationship and blasphemy? When you knew what you do and why it just baffled me I seen your silhouette in that Corvette at Applebee's Soon as you adapted me, you abandoned me How could something so perfect turn into a catastrophe? I don't know, but these are the things you keep asking me As you think you fix me as I simply speak to the beat The only thing you did for me was leave me go to the streets Where it's mostly cold, I still miss you